Welcome to the Experience Speaks podcast powered by BizTalks, the podcast created to empower career-curious students and ambitious young professionals. I'm your host, Sean Wolf, and normally I dive deep by interviewing some of the most successful directors, top-level executives, and entrepreneurs in business. But today, we are sharing a clip from our annual BizTalks event. For those of you who do not know, BizTalks is a live event where we host speakers who share their experience in short, inspirational talks in front of hundreds of business students. These talks are what inspired us to create the Experience Speaks podcast. This week, we are sharing Tom Tognoli's BizTalk, and it is absolutely packed with gold nuggets of wisdom. I hope you enjoy. Before we jump into this talk, it's important to note that the audio from this specific biz talk was impacted by some audio interference, which can happen from time to time at live events. But if you can bear through it, I promise you that you'll get a ton from this talk. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you. It doesn't matter what career you're going to be going into. You all are going to be salespeople. We all were salespeople the moment we were born. And uh, you all need to, if you're going to climb the corporate ladder in any business that you're going to be in, you need to always be thinking like an entrepreneur. So uh, just a quick background about myself. Um, You know, uh, so I run a real estate company. Um, As they said, we have 2,500 independent contractors that work for us. So basically, an independent contractor, it's like I have 2,500 salespeople who all started their own company inside of our company. Okay, so there's 2,500 entrepreneurs slash salespeople in our company. And myself, I pretty much haven't had a job working for somebody since I was 16. Uh, the last time I actually worked for somebody was a lumber yard when I was still in high school. And after that, I started a painting company. And I've never really looked back. And I've always, uh, always been an entrepreneur. So growing up as a kid, um, I took the short bus to school. Um, I was hyper and not a very good student. Um, I was a special ed kid pretty much all the way through uh, elementary school and high school. I barely got out, um, you know, and then barely ended up, you know, getting to Chico. And, and there's a funny story about that that I'll show you in a moment. Um, and so school was never an easy thing for me. Um, but it's interesting um, to note that, you know, I, I found out later, actually, when my son was diagnosed with dyslexia and ADHD, that I actually have de- uh, dyslexia and ADHD myself. And all of a sudden, all these lights went off, like why things were so hard for me. Uh, but I do believe that when you have a learning disability like that, it does make you better in other areas of your life. And so it's interesting to note, these are all people that have had, have, you know, ADHD and dyslexia and have been, and been able to be successful in life. You know, if some of you may be on the five-year program, six-year program, don't stress. I was on the 33-year program to get my, edu- get my degree. Literally, Christine and Ahmad came to uh, my office in Cupertino um, last around Christmas and provided me with my diploma 33 years after I graduated from high school. And so I, I still turned out okay myself as well. So just as an FYI. So this is kind of me getting started in the real estate career. That's a funny picture up on the top. That's my old college roommate. I played rugby. I'm the short guy on the side. That's actually his wife with the, with the 1980s hairdo. Um, shortly after that, I got into real estate, um, you know, just literally, you know, right out, of, right out of college. I started out, you know, doing the basic thing. So, you know, as a young guy graduating college, I looked like I was 16. Um, so I was 23, but I looked like I was 16. None of my friends could afford to buy houses. All of my friends' parents still thought I was a little kid. 
Um, and, you know, and all of my friends' parents still thought I was a little kid. So the reality of it is I had to just cold call and, and knock doors and do all of it. So I did it all. I knocked on doors. I'd probably knock on 3,000 doors a month. I made cold calls. You name it, I did it. So I got in the real estate business in 1989. Um, you know, through the years, I had kind of sat in every role that you could possibly sit in in the real estate business. I was a salesperson. I managed. Um, I, and then we were given an opportunity in 2002 to start a company. Uh, we got an angel investor, and we built what ended up being um, one of the top 10 largest real estate companies out of 86,000 real estate companies in the country, uh, Intero Real Estate Services. And so it was a great ride. We had an angel investor. Things were going great. And then myself and my three partners there had this great idea in April of 2007 that we were going to buy out our angel investor. And so we put every single penny we had together, and we bought out the angel investor of Intero Real Estate Services. And do you guys know what happened in 2007, 8, and 9? So it cost our company about $2.5 million a month to run. We, had, we virtually had no money, <laughs> and we had to figure out a way to make it work. So my financial planner said that, you know, I got inverted. You know, I actually had a, I had a negative net worth probably going into 2008 and 9. So it was a pretty gnarly ride. But then we made it through the recession. You know, business was good. You know, like anything, when you go through things like that, if you can survive, uh, you actually, we, it was actually a good time because we were able to acquire a lot of great talent, recruit a lot of realtors, real estate people were looking for leadership and culture, which we provided. And so we were able to recruit a lot of great people to come work with us in Intero. So when we came out of the recession, barely, because we were all stone cold broke, um, we came out and we just had a good run. So from like 2009, 10, 11, 12, 13, and then about the middle of uh, 2012, we got a phone call from Berkshire Hathaway saying they were interested in buying our company. And so um, after a, you know, 10-month ordeal, our company was acquired and we became Intero Real Estate Services, a Berkshire Hathaway affiliate. So um, it was a crazy wild ride, but, uh, but we got through it. It was funny. So when we sold, sold the company, like I said, I, was the, I took the short bus to school. Um, and you know, I was, I was not the greatest student. This is actually, I copied this from an email from one of my buddies in high school. This is actually what, an email that he sent me when, when he found out that we got bought by Warren Buffett's company. It says, and they, all my friends call me Togs. He says, Togs, everyone liked you in high school, but dude, you're not the guy I thought would have built a company and sold it to Warren Buffett. You know, so that was just kind of a funny thing. So I wasn't probably the person that everybody thought would go out and, and make it happen, but, uh, but was blessed and, and through a lot of hard work, we're able to do that. So I'm just going to share with you some of the keys to success that I've learned, um, you know, being in this business, you know, for basically 30 years. The first thing is, is especially if you're going to be an entrepreneur in sales, you know, you need to have a purpose. You need to know your why. You need to have a vision for what it is that you're trying to accomplish in life and or in business, both. Um, I mean, because before you can do anything, you need to know where you're headed. What do, you, what, what do you want to accomplish? Why do you want to accomplish it? And what's your purpose in life? And then once you've been able to do that, you know, uh, you need to put together a business plan. And I think, you know, you've hopefully learned this in business school, uh, but you need to put together a very detailed business plan. But one of the things I think a lot of people neglect doing is they put together a business plan, but they don't put together a life plan. And so you need to have a life plan and a business plan because I had no, a lot of very successful business people that have a very unsuccessful life, okay? Because they, you know, they made a lot of money, but they let the rest of their life kind of 
go haywire and it's just not a good place to be. From there, once you have your vision, your goals, and you know what the why is that, you're, that you want to do, you need to, you need to set goals. So then what specifically are the goals? This is kind of the roadmap to building an entrepreneurial business or building a sales business. Is, you know, then what are the goals that you need to accomplish in order to help that vision become a reality, right? That's the next step that you have. And then it's a simple one. So whenever I meet with people who are struggling in business, the first question I always ask them is, let me see your schedule. And inevitably, those people who struggle always look at me with this blank look on their face of complete terror that I actually ask to see their schedule because either they have no schedule or their schedule is completely blank. And I think you need to look at your schedule as your right-left directions in order to help you accomplish those goals and that vision, vision and that purpose that you have in life. So, you know, really, it's nothing more than a roadmap for you. But if you, if you don't have a schedule you're doomed for failure, okay? You have to operate from a document. You have to come in, and, and you shouldn't be walking into work ever any day and think about what do I need to do today. You just need to do it today because it's on your schedule. It's a list of things that you need to accomplish. Consistency is the key. Um, you know, one of the other things, especially in sales, I find a lot of people wanting to do is we spread ourselves thin and we try and do everything, be everything to everybody, and I would challenge you that I think the key is to do less better, not more worse. Uh, there's some great books out there that I'll recommend that are, that are around that. You know, key, I mean, you have to have energy, passion, and enthusiasm. Jake Peavy's the best. I love him. I mean, he is just, whether you love him as a baseball player or you love San Francisco Giants, you've got to love that guy's energy, passion, and enthusiasm. And what an amazing teammate he would be to have. But you have, I mean, this is a, sales is a contact sport, right? We tell everybody it's a contact sport. And so you have to have that passion, that enthusiasm, that intensity every single day you come to work. It's not a sometimes thing. Like people who know me will say, Tom, I've never seen you not without a smile on your face. Like, do you ever have a bad day? And I'm like, yeah, I have lots of bad days, but that's none of your business. You know, that's my business. You know, my business, my bad days aren't going to negatively influence you. Another big one is be very careful about who you're spending your time with. Um, you will be the average of the five people you spend most time with in all the equities of your life. Okay, it will. You want to know how much money you're going to make? Look at your five closest friends that you hang out with all the time. Take the average of their income, and that's how much money you're going to make. You want to know how healthy and fit you're going to be? Look at the five people that you spend the majority of your time with and see how healthy and fit they are, and that's how healthy and fit you're going to be. Everything in life is that way. You know, if you're going to start a business, it's the same thing. Be very, very picky about who you spend your time with. Now, that's not to say that you can't go back in and try and save people sometimes. Okay? I, I do that a lot in my job. I try and go save people. But the reality of it is I spend the majority of my time uh, with people that I think can help me be successful. And then you always need to be anticipating, you know, what's going to be happening, what's What's the next thing that's coming? I tell people, look downfield all the time. You need to be looking downfield all the time. Um, you, you know, we have to do the things that we have to do today, but you need to be looking downfield and saying, what do I need to be doing today to prepare myself to be successful to get that thing accomplished in a week, a month, and or a year? So many people, are what they do today is urgent because it's what they should have done yesterday. Okay? And so you have to be constantly anticipating and this goes back to my thing. With, this was a mantra for me last year for our whole company was do less better, not more worse. We were mediocre at everything and great at nothing. And so I said, let's figure out the 20, what's the 20% what's the that we can just knock it out of the park and do? 
and let's just do those, that 20% and let's stop doing everything else that we're doing. And it was amazing the impact that that had. And as, as you're an entrepreneur and you, know, you become more and more successful, the key is you have to be more and more humble. You have to stay humble. Um, it's the, one of the most important things. I see a lot of people who make a lot of money and you, know, and, they, and, they, and you know they make a lot of money. The reality of it is when you make a lot of money, it's best that nobody even knows you make a lot of money. Remain humble. Give back. Be focused on helping people, not focused on your pocketbook. The more you focus on helping people, the bigger your pocketbook will get. And we talk about balance. I talk about something in Intero. It's called F5. Everybody who works at Intero knows what F5 is. Some of you will talk about uh, balance, the balance wheel, having balance in your life and all the different equities of your life. I personally believe that it's not a wheel. It should be built more like a pyramid, and this is how the pyramid should be built. This is my personal opinion, built on a foundation of faith. Your family's on top of your faith, your friends, your fitness, and the last thing that you worry about is how you make money. Because if you, try and all your, if you don't do it that way, what's going to happen is maybe you'll make a lot of money, but all those other areas of your life will become a total train wreck. Recommended reading. These have been all great books for me. Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. I love Malcolm Gladwell. Think and Grow Rich. The Slight Edge by Jeffrey Olson is awesome. Awesome, awesome book. Powerful Engagement had probably one of the biggest impacts on me in my life probably 20 years ago. David and Goliath. That's for you that have a learning disability, make sure you read David and Goliath by Malcolm Gladwell. It's an awesome book. And, uh, and then Dale Carnegie's book as well, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And that's it. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed this Biz Talk. Posting these talks on the podcast is an experiment. So it will help us a ton if you can let us know what you thought by leaving a review. And if you really like what we're doing, please subscribe. In our last Experience Speaks episode, we had an in-depth interview with Tom Tognoli. If you haven't checked that out and you enjoyed this biz talk, I highly recommend that you go give that episode a listen. Experience Speaks is edited by John Chang. I'm your host, Sean Wolf. See you next week. Oh, oh, how can we get? Oh.